especially for students, I'm sure that going into exams or finishing up your final projects, everything just kind of hurts more. And it's because stress has a huge impact on your perception of pain and your perception of what might be less or more tolerable. All right, welcome everyone. Um, hope everyone is having a good day. Let me first start by saying that this podcast was brought to you by the Canadian Health and Fitness Institute, whose mission is to make Canada the fittest nation on earth by 2030. So to this end, our podcast aims to raise awareness about physical and mental health. I am your host, Luigi, and in today's episode of Let's Move Canada, we will talk a little bit about ergonomics and how you can make it work for you. Today, a special co-host is joining me to engage in um, our special guest, Roz, passing it over to you to introduce yourself. Hi, so my name is Roz, and I'm co-hosting this episode today, and I'm a media production student who has helped um, develop this podcast, but I, um, I'm very interested in esports and gaming and ergonomics, so therefore I'm here. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'll pass it on to you, Luigi, to introduce our amazing um, guest. Perfect. Thank you so much, Roz. As you guys can see, Roz is, also, is really the perfect co-host, given her interest and her background. So introducing our wonderful guest, we have Dr. Jonathan Chung. Jonathan is a Toronto-based chiropractic doctor and certified personal trainer, currently working as a performance manager for Overactive Media, focusing on the Toronto Defiant and Toronto Ultra. Um, Jonathan also works at 1HP, and that is an eSport rehab company leading the charge for the gaming community to learn and apply simple advice to live a healthy life. Um, last but not least, Jonathan is here to talk to us about how to make posture work for you, especially for those that are very much into gaming. Dr. Jonathan, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. How are you today? Yeah, I'm great. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk. Of course, of course. Thank you for being here. So let's start this off on a very personal note. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you do daily and what esports medicine entails? Great question. I it, it honestly looks very, very similar to what a, a normal chiropractor might do, except we have a bit more of an emphasis on the wrists and the hands because that tends to be what a lot of our players struggle with. Uh, it's nothing. I, I mean, I guess for me, it's nothing special but it's uh it's i'm very lucky to be in the position i am today where i can get to work with players directly which is really really cool i uh, usually we help out with some of the nutrition so making sure they're eating things that are going to help fuel them for the rest of their day and for scrims we get them moving a little bit we have a warm routine they let they do so they are prepared for when they're playing and we do a lot of performance work as well because as I'm sure both of you know gaming, yes, there's the physical component, but making sure that their mental is taken care of is huge, right? Everybody knows what tilt is. Everybody's had it. Everybody's had to deal with it. And if we can minimize that, especially in a professional setting, it's huge for results. And that's why we have a sports psychologist on the team as well. Um, that's amazing. I love how yeah. much effort you're putting into the mental health aspect to it rather than just the physical because it's it's sense. really thank yeah, you, it makes you. perfect sense because yeah. gamer burnout is real and it's just it's it, it affects mm -hmm. all the gamers out there and we want to make sure they're all okay mentally and physically. Mm -hmm. But can you tell us more about ergonomics and how good ergonomics can enhance physical and mental health in the long term? 
of course. Uh, ergonomics, I like to think about as this is the optimal way for you to maximize how much capacity you might have. So for example, if you're having to hold a quarter squat for two hours, that's obviously going to be much harder than having your legs just straight. And it's not that you can't bend your knees or you can't be in a different position, but it's holding any position for a long time is what we find really tends to uh, create more strain and create more load, uh, which is why it's actually your next posture is your best posture. Ideally, every 15 to 20 minutes for most people, that isn't uh, necessarily attainable, which is okay, but you should never let good or perfect be the enemy of progress right i'd much rather someone move a little bit maybe every half an hour or every hour as opposed to just staying in one position for the entire day and what this means is that you just load more stuff as opposed to just that one specific posture that one specific structure you can kind of imagine it like a a drip of water if you constantly hit the same spot you're going to cause more wear than if you move that spot around and suddenly then you feel like you have more capacity because instead of it just hitting that singular spot it's spread out over a larger area beautiful beautiful i I really (laughs) appreciate the analogy and, and how wholesome and holistic it is right like what a perspective to have to just be able to relate it to different aspects of life so so i really really like the 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 kind of understanding and, and outlook that you're bringing on posture, right? I really do get to understand how too much of any kind of posture is going to cause some sort of issue. But Mm -hmm. we can, we also understand that there are numerous other factors that go into this. So can you share a little bit more uh, uh, of your perspective on this? Definitely. That was a heck of a lob. I love it. Because especially for students, (laughs) I'm sure that going into exams or finishing up your final projects, everything just kind of hurts more. And it's because stress has a huge impact on your perception of pain and your perception of what might be less or more tolerable. And I, I find especially for the guys too, you know, we're going into play-ins, we're going into the last couple of games of the season, things tend to be just be more magnified because there's more pressure right and uh that's something to keep in mind too so that's explained sometimes why someone can come and say i did the exact same thing but when you dive into more of those mental components where man yeah you know what i i have an exam in two days and my neck is killing me or you know i'm i'm about to play in a big game and suddenly my back just hurts it's sometimes not because you've done anything differently, but it's because the stuff around you has changed. And I find that actually gives people a lot more agency and ownership over what's happening because it's not always your fault, right? Sometimes it's just stuff happens. And uh, the good thing too is that stuff changes, right? You're going to get through the exams. You're going to finish the final project. The end of the season is going to come and then things tend to get better and that's okay. Yeah, I think it's really important to just remind ourselves that everything that's going on is valid. Like if I'm feeling stressed out and I feel physically in pain, I'm valid. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily yeah. make it any less valid because I have an exam or it doesn't make it any less valid Not because I'm gaming for too long. It doesn't. We just need to understand our body and mm-hmm. our mental health better to be able to cope with it. Um, but Personally, for me, um, over the years as a gamer, I have developed an addiction, (laughs) not necessarily an addiction, but yeah, you can say um, to energy drinks, especially Red Bull. Um, And I I would love to know um, 
just like your perspective on nutrition mm -hmm. and hydration and how it can support uh, proper ergonomic um, performance during gaming sessions. Yeah, of course. I One of the big things that hydration has a huge impact on performance because if you're thirsty, just your body doesn't operate as well. And then also if you're drinking enough, then you should have to pee at least every hour. And which is uh, honestly perfect because that's at the bare minimum when, how much I want someone to get up during the course of a work day. And I find caffeine is it's something everybody asks about. <laughs> it's it's very good for short-term uh, focus, but then the crash, especially if there's sugar, if you are if you have a Red Bull that isn't sugar-free, then it just makes that crash even worse because then you have the sugar crash on top of the caffeine crash. And a key thing to understand about caffeine is it doesn't take away the tiredness. It's almost like a deferral system, right? So how caffeine works is it prevents... Uh, the adenosine receptors in your brain from recognizing adenosine and adenosine is what makes you feel tired. And the issue is uh, this tiredness is still there. It's just kind of covered up by this band-aid, which is the caffeine. And some days I, I, I mean, I'm drinking caffeine right now. It's okay to have some, but using it as a crutch or band-aid for issues probably around sleeping or maybe just, uh, I, I, I hate to say time management, but more about the emotional side of getting things done because procrastination is an emotional process. It's not real often a time management process that can be really important. And whenever someone says they're addicted to energy drinks, it usually means that they're high performing and they're busy and sometimes might be a bit too busy ross <laughs> <laughs> um that feels like a personal attack but it's okay <laughs> <laughs> i've i've honestly like minimized the amount of energy drinks that i've been taking into my body so it, i'm doing better <laughs> it's not yeah. addiction anymore <laughs> very good very good um, but yeah, um, no, I honestly just like, I, I like the only concern that I have is that mm -hmm. how do I like remind myself to drink more water? Like, is there any tips and tricks for staying hydrated or staying, you know, well, um, just eating well, like during your yeah, gaming sessions? Sure. Cause I know we can spend a lot of time, like just sitting mm -hmm. there on the computer. So is there just like ways to ameliorate yeah. that? The, the Chico's is just have a water bottle next to your setup because as soon as you see it, and it becomes part of your habit, then it becomes much easier. And it really depends on the person. Some people don't like the taste of water. And in that case, okay, maybe something like a water enhancer, like Mio or something can be a really easy way to do it. Or even, okay, what can we, what can we do? What else can we do to make the water more uh, accessible, more, more, uh, enjoyable. It doesn't need to be cold in the summer. Do you need to have a cool water bottle that makes you want to engage with it? Uh, all those are really great options. Uh, the the other thing that I've had people do in the past is just put a post-it note on their monitor just to remind them to drink water. It does work. Or having an alarm every day. Okay, I know that I usually get thirsty around 10 o'clock. I set an alarm or a reminder. Fill up your water bottle, have a sip, something like that it's really trying to offload that reminding process to something else besides your brain because you already do so much both of you are busy people right everybody's busy the less you have to think about it the more it becomes just part of your environment and your environment is helping you to drink more water have better nutrition then it gets a lot easier and it's the same thing with snacks it's just 
okay, maybe fresh fruit is hard, but what about frozen fruit? And then you just have it in the freezer. You don't have to worry about it going bad. You just pour a bowl out at the beginning of the day. Maybe you forget about it. Then it's defrosted. Perfect, right? Uh, making life easier, not harder when you're trying to change things is kind of the cheat code. And what I recommend to people is what is the change that is going to be so easy that you can't not do it? So if that means, okay, uh, I want to drink more water, but it's, it's, that's hard for me. Would, at least for the short interim, buying some sort of uh, low-calorie Gatorade or something that I want to have will be easier. And then I start moving towards, okay, instead of having that every day, then I'll have a glass of water on Monday and Tuesday. And then, it's, and then it becomes Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then it becomes every day. And then it becomes habit. doesn't have to be complicated. <laughs> it sounds a lot like the five minute rule, Roz, uh, where <laughs> if it only if it's going to take you five minutes, just do it, just do it, you know? So it sounds like you've gotten yeah. a lot of, a lot of little cheat codes from Jonathan <laughs> that you can use. And like Roz, I know so many people who um, are also gamers, right? They fall somewhere in that range of being a professional gamer and someone who just casually mm -hmm. plays. And when yeah. you add working from home on top of that, where they're behind their screens every day, right? Um, all, all, every day, but but for a really long period of time, um, it, 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 I start to wonder if those cheat codes shift a little bit. So mm. maybe something you could tell us a little bit more about is um, what are some ergonomic recommendations um, or rather... Um, are ergonomic recommendations different for professional esports players versus casual gamers? It's interesting, but for the most part, no, because everybody is a human being. Everybody's roughly the same size, right? They, everybody has two arms. Okay, not everybody, but most people have two arms. Most people have two legs, right? And that part doesn't change. What might change is where that person is in their season, right? If I tell a professional, okay, you have grand finals tomorrow, but we're going to change everything about how you aim. Bad idea, right? It's like telling someone before their exam that, okay, so you were going to write it in English, but now you're going to write it in French. So have fun. You're going to do great, but don't worry. Well, if you if you yeah. write it in French, it's going to give you extra marks or something, right? That's not the point. It's my job, especially with pros, is to try to maintain as high a level of performance as possible. But also keep in mind that if I want to make those changes, that's kind of an off-season thing, right? Uh, the one other consideration might be for an esports player, they might just have a higher load than the average person, right? Uh, the normal person doesn't have to, to play six or eight hours of high-level scrims every day, right? That's a lot. And making sure that they're... I might be slightly more strict on some of the ergonomic recommendations so for someone who doesn't have to play at that level all the time they don't have to be quite as rigid but when you're when you're doing something and you want to be the best then keeping in mind that okay if i hold myself in a certain way i'm not going to have quite as much capacity as i would if i did it a different way then that becomes more important when you're trying to go from uh you know, the 95th percentile to the 99th percentile versus if you're trying to go from the 60th mm -hmm. to, to 70. 
And uh, just as a quick reminder for everybody out there, uh, when you're setting up your station, you want it to work for you as opposed to you adapting to it. Uh, ideally, your monitor is kind of about an arm's length away. The top of it should be level with your eyes. Uh, you can rest your arms either on your armrest or on your desk. That's really a preference thing. But you want to keep your middle finger knuckle in line with both your elbow from the side, so this way, and from the top. Right, that means that you're generally in a good position. Uh, for your wrist, it shouldn't be more than about 30 degrees. So if you can, if you if you have enough adipose tissue like me, if you can see kind of a wrist crease, that means that you probably have too much. And your elbows should be by your sides. Uh, if it's more than a fist away from your side, that's probably a bit too much. Uh, knees around 90 degrees, feet flat on the floor. If you, I find for, especially for more petite people, if your feet don't hit the floor, when you're in that position, just use a footrest. Doesn't have to be complicated. And you're just looking to feel comfortable in that space. And what I just described is what I like to call the home row position, like on the keyboard. The farther away you are from that, the less time you want to spend there. So that means that, yes, you can slouch, or you can kind of sit on one side, or you can sit on the other side, or you can cross your legs, or you can uncross your legs. All those things are totally okay and valid. But uh, the more you contort yourself, the less time you should likely spend there. But that doesn't mean that you can't. Um, so you said something about um, mm -hmm. feet on the floor. I find myself yes. sitting up, like raising my feet off the floor and just like crossing yep. my legs on the chair. Is mm -hmm. that like a valid way to sit yep. or? Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I was just wondering. Yeah. If it feels comfortable, if you don't mind it, then yeah. As long as the position isn't provoking pain or you, or you find that it's it's really uncomfortable to be there for a long time, then you're allowed to, right? And the human body has an incredible ability to adapt, right? When you see Paralympic sprinters who are just like lightning on the track, people, you can do a lot of stuff if your body gets used to it, but it's really how fast you try to do things that can cause more issues because the person who has trained for 10 years, they can knock out a, a marathon, right? Maybe with some prep and everything, but they can do it relatively quickly. But for someone who's never done that before, to, to ask them to do a marathon, it's going to suck. <laughs> it's the same idea with ergonomics. If you're asking yourself to hold a new position for a long period of time, but you've never had to work on a computer for 12 hours a day, it's of course going to feel bad because you just aren't ready for it. But if you build yourself up to it, and you make sure that your body is ready and conditioned and has the capacity to do what you want to do of it, then you can do a lot. Okay, so I'm just going to go back to being comfortable with the way you're sitting. Um, mm -hmm. I know that a lot of people, including myself, have opted for gaming chairs, mm -hmm. and they can be really expensive. Um, mm -hmm. What do you think about opting in for gaming chairs rather than comfortable office chairs, and what do you recommend? I uh, gen Generally, what makes a good chair is more points of adjustability because obviously you are a very different shape than me you're a very i'm a very different shape from the weed key it's all going to be different uh, but we might have the same chair but a good chair would then be able to adapt to each of our different body types and different shapes uh, what that means is that for most gaming chairs they don't they don't do that <laughs> they're beautiful but they're designed to be uh <laughs> The, the type of chair that they usually use is a kind of a racing bucket type chair. And they're yeah. meant to hold someone in place when they're pulling 
you know, a G around a turn and, and they have to stay in that spot. Otherwise they get thrown out of the vehicle. That's, that's what they're designed for, but they're not really designed to actually allow you to move or to, for you, for it to be adjustable. And don't get me wrong. They look beautiful. They really do. They really but, do. <laughs> but I, I typically recommend for people to go for the office chair route uh, first and it may not look quite as pretty, but it, it'll it'll typically feel a lot better. It is if I, I do recommend to buy if you do want one of those higher end chairs, you don't want to pay it because it can go up to thousands upon thousands of dollars, which is insane. Is typically yeah. on Facebook Marketplace or Kijiji, they they list secondhand ones which are almost as good, and because they're they're built like tanks, they they're they're worth it. That's how I got mine actually, and it was it was a great deal. And if you're gonna spend on something like that, then I, I really recommend. Go the go the use office share route. It's more, the best bang for your buck, in my opinion. All right, and I, I cut agree. you off. Go ahead, Luigi. Um, no, no, no worries, no worries. Very, very good point. I think uh, as someone who recently moved to Toronto, uh, mm -hmm. Facebook Marketplace has been an amazing friend. Uh, we're getting mm -hmm. a lot of good uh, ergonomic stuff there. <laughs> but I want to go back to something really interesting that you said earlier, which was um, concerning procrastination and how mm -hmm. having really a, a, a mental health approach to to, to to help resolve that it really really helps in the in the long run. And I and I know mm -hmm. uh, obviously there are cross sections between mental health, physical health, and ergonomics. So I was wondering if you could um, tell us a little bit about proper ergonomics contributing to mental health well-being and reducing gamer burnout. So what, what are your thoughts on hmm. this particular array of topic? I, uh, there, there's some interesting research where if you, 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 people can associate certain positions with certain emotions, right? Or it's kind of like how if you work at your your desk all the time, then that's kind of your workspace. Mm -hmm. You go into that work mindset. And I, there there's some stuff on things like power postures and stuff like that. I don't, I don't really believe that as much. But uh, <laughs> if you start to associate certain postures with certain positive emotions, then that can be a great thing as well. So, for example... Uh, you know, I, I work my best when I'm sitting kind of balanced on the chair and I feel tall and I feel like I can breathe and I can I can move well, then that can almost be a trigger for you to be in a better mindset versus I'm curled up in a ball, doom scrolling on my phone. Maybe that that's not as a positive of an association. But that's the cool thing is that's something you can control. Uh, I find I'm, I'm not a mental health professional. So take all I say here. It's not perfect advice and if you if you need to talk to a therapist please do that therapy is good for you you know everybody could use a little bit just because you're a guy doesn't mean that you don't need to talk to someone about stuff very important uh but i i do find for myself that if i am in a more upright posture where i feel tall and i feel like i can i can see more almost then i tend to work better because i feel more confident and i feel like i'm presenting the best version of myself to other people and if i feel like i'm taking up less space or i'm just kind of tired and, and more hunched over then I, I find that i'm not as confident or i don't work quite as well but that's been my experience and i other people might have the same other people might not and that's okay i'm not gonna lie that resonated with me because i know that 
I know it's not necessarily true, but in some positions that I'm sitting in, I feel like I lose more games. And then in other positions that I sit in, I just feel like I function better. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, right. that's that's totally valid. Um, right. But I know that like the the positions that I feel more comfortable in usually like give me like hand pain, and so I have to like stop, mm. you know, and just like change the way I'm sitting from time to time. Right. Um, and I'm very worried about carpal tunnel. Um, <laughs> very worried. Fair enough. Uh, I'll um, tell you right now, after working with hundreds of people, I've had maybe half of a case that might have been carpal tunnel. But even then, it's it's actually most of the most of the patients and clients I work with are uh, they have tendon issues, not carpal tunnel issues. Carpal tunnel is usually if you use a jackhammer for six to eight hours a day. That that's really the the demo that we usually worry worry about. So you worry about t- tendons, not not carpal tunnel. Okay. Phew. I mean, it's still very worrisome, but like, phew, on the carpal tunnel side. <laughs> um, <laughs> could you maybe, do you mind um, showing mm-hmm. us like some stretches or exercises that we can do just sitting down, maybe with our hands, yeah. um, just sure. to feel better when we're sitting down and not too bad about, mm-hmm. you know, pain or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So the, what I generally recommend, that's a super easy one is just wrist circles. So you want to try to make them as wide as possible. Go a little, go slow. You don't want to rip through them like this. But think about what you feel, and what areas might be tight. So for me, particularly, I find that when I go here, that's when my my forearms feel a bit tighter. So I might spend a bit more time there. Versus over here, it feels pretty good. I don't need to spend as much time. Uh, I find a lot of people who use the computer, their their hands just kind of get a little sore. Uh, doing a stretch like this, where you make a half fist, so. You can see my fingernails there. Uh, what you want to do is then push on the back of your knuckles, and you should feel a crazy stretch all throughout here. And the stretch is a muscle called the lumbricals, and they help to kind of move your your fingers around and also do some of this motion with your palm. And if you do a lot of work with your hands, it, it can feel really, really nice. Uh, the other one is for the interossei. So you go in between, and you kind of just try to, try to spread and pry open your hands as much as you can. That's another great one. And then uh, finally for the thumb, what you can do is just grab it and pull down. You can either pull it down this way, so just with your hand right beside it. I personally like to go a little bit more behind, but it's a little bit harder to show on screen. Yeah, that already feels a lot better, I'm not gonna lie. (laughs) Yep. Right. Same here, and I don't know about you, Ross, but I'm I'm also going in for the crack. I'm like, okay, is this gonna crack or not? Like, I don't know if, if the crack is supposed to alleviate it, but it's getting yep. there. There you go, Jonathan. Thank you, thank mm-hmm. you so much for joining us today. This this was really awesome, and as everyone is probably on here, just doing these stretches along with us, I want to thank all of you for yep. tuning in with us, Ross and Luigi, and Jonathan, of course. As you're stretching your arms, please make sure to remember to check our Instagram later on. It doesn't have to be now at Let's Move Canada for our latest updates and head over to our website, chfi.fit, to learn more about our mission. And don't hesitate to DM us if you're interested in being a guest on Let's Move Canada or if you have any questions and you want to be connected with Jonathan. Next episode, we will have very, very exciting speakers. So stay tuned on our site and we will give you all of the information there. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I've learned so much. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. Of course.